Hello and welcome again to Money Tips Daily. This is Money Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save and make more money. Today I wanted to talk about banks, storage and uh, insurance. They're all linked uh, and I'll tell you how they're linked in a second. But uh, I, I've recently opened up a safe deposit box with uh, a local bank called Metro Bank. Now, uh, you, you might be familiar with this bank if you're in the UK, uh, perhaps not if you're listening from outside, but it was set up by an American guy who'd run a similar sort of operation in America and brought the, the concept here. And they're a bit different from the traditional banks, like you know your NatWest and your Lloyds and HSBC, etc., and Barclays, because they do things you know, the opposite in some ways. They've gone back to traditional banking where, you know, you've got customer service, you've got plenty of staff in, on board, whereas the other banks are all sort of cutting back on their staff and telling you, well, you can do that online, go and do that online. You don't need us, you can put your card in here and do that. And I'm thinking, well, they're talking themselves out of a job. Um, but Metrobank, as I said, they've got staff there. Ordinary banks, what do they do? They open up um, five days a week, some some on Saturday mornings, um, and it's uh, you know nine ish, nine thirty to what four thirty. Some are five o'clock, but no more. Metrobank on the other hand opens seven days a week till eight p.m., which is is, is unbelievable. And uh, you know you can usually park there because they they tend to open up in shopping boulevards and that sort of areas. Um, so they they're, they're very customer friendly, easy to use, customer focused. You know, when you go in there, they actually call them stores, not branches. You know, everyone's friendly, everyone's up and, you know, an upbeat sort of mood. It's a bit like walking into an Apple store, if you like, you know, they're all, hi, how are you doing today? You know, all this sort of stuff. Anyway, it, it's nice. Um, it's quite refreshing from, the, the, you know, the traditional banks where you're talking to someone behind glass. And um, I, I was in the NatWest branch the other day. There was one window open, big queue, uh, the guy behind the counter is under pressure. Um, you know, he's trying to tell me to use a machine. I said, well, look, I've, I've queued up. I want to do this here. Um, so it was a very different experience from going into a Metro Bank. And the reason I've gone to Metro Bank is that they, uh, not just for the other reasons, but they offer safe deposit boxes. And uh, all the other branches used to do this. All the other banks used to do this, but they phased them out for some reason. And I don't know why, because, you know, these bank branches were built with vaults in them. In fact, I, I owned a building which used to be a bank and it had a massive vault in it, which was the size of, you know, a household double bedroom and it had big slide-in shelves and you could store massive amounts of stuff in there. Um, but anyway, they, they that, those banks have decided that, you know, we don't want to have this service anymore. Whereas Metrobank have come in and said, well, this is a service people want and we're going to try it. And it's proved hugely popular. In fact, the, the branch I go to have got um, several thousand, anyway, several thousand uh, boxes in, in the branch and they're all sold out. And I'd go on a waiting list, which actually come up pretty quickly because I, I put my name on a list and the next day someone uh, surrendered a box. So I got one straight away, but uh, it's not a very big box, but uh, it, it, it's uh, quite handy. And, and it shows you the popularity of these boxes and obviously it brings customers to the bank because I've, I've gone there, I've uh, um, opened up a box account, but then I've opened up a current account. I found they had good rates on ISA, so I've moved my ISA there. Um, and it's another way of actually spreading your money around. Don't have all your money in one bank because you're only covered for up to 85,000 if that bank goes under or gets into trouble as happened to some of the banks in 2008, uh, 10 years ago. 
so I'm, I'm not making any predictions here. I'm just saying it was 10 years ago. And uh, so I, I, I've opened that box and, you know, I, I said to one of the managers the other day, I said, well, you know, you've got all these staff, you have, you have shifts because they're open seven days a week, you know, 12 hours a day. How do you, how do you pay for all these overheads when the other banks are, are closing branches down? You know what he told me? He said, the safe deposit boxes pay for all the overheads of the branches. Now, isn't that remarkable? The safe deposit boxes, because you rent them, pay for all the overheads in the branch, which I, I thought was an amazing uh, business plan and business structure because, uh, you know, anything else on top is a bonus. So all the, the financial services they sell, the mortgages, the loans, the credit cards are all a bonus on top and the branches are there and they, they, they're usually big branches, big glass windows. Um, I mean, they look like a fancy store with marble floors and, um, you know, they look an attractive place to go into and people are attracted to them. In the branch I'm in, uh, a town with around 30,000 people, all right, if you go a little bit outside the town, there's a few more, but they've got 30,000 customers. Yes, 30,000 customers. And obviously in a town of 30,000, not everybody will be of age where they can have a bank account. So that, that is remarkable. It shows you they're pulling in people from outside the immediate vicinity of that town, uh, you know, because of their services and, and perhaps because of the, the safe deposit boxes. Now, why have I opened up a safe deposit box? This is where it links into, well, safe storage for, for one thing, that you're not, you know, hiding things on the floorboards and, you know, worrying about fire and that sort of thing and, and perhaps theft. Um, but it's, it's a safe place, place to store your, your valuables. And, you know, I can go there at any time, seven days a week and access those things. So it's not like, you know, it's, it's some far away place. And so, so that's one reason I've got, you know, a few old coins and a bit of, you know, gold and that sort of thing. It's not, it's not hugely valuable, but it's just something I wanted to store it in a safe place. Documents is another thing. If you've got uh, deeds or something like that, you want to store it in these the safety deposit, deposit boxes, they can be very handy. Um, but there's, a, there's another reason for it as well, is that, and this is why you should, should consider, I've got a safety deposit box, it costs me £16 a month or a couple hundred pounds a year. You say, well, you know, what do you want to pay that for? You could hide the stuff in your loft or, your, you know, put it under the floorboards or get a safe in your house. Well, you know, um, yes, I can go out and buy a safe in my house, but usually they're the type of safes that a thief could just pick up and put in the back of his car. You know, they're not, you know, I'm not going to get a big strong room. And uh, in any case, I wouldn't want him in a position where, you know, somebody comes in with a gun and says, open that safe. I mean, what am I going to say? No. Um, so uh, that, that's another reason. It, it's, it's obviously safer than trying to keep it in your house, no matter how secure your house is. I mean, you hear about people in, you know, big houses where robbers break in, beat them up, hold them at gun or knife point, get them to open all the safes. And it's, it's a terrible thing. You know, it's horrible. Um, so if you've got things like an expensive watch, jewellery, consider opening a safe deposit box. If you can't get one at Metro Bank, there are specialist companies that do these, Brinks, Matt, and, you know, not just the ones in London and the city, but, um, you know, you've got lots of companies that will give you a box for, you know, around about £20 a month. And it's a bit like going into the movies, you know, when you go in and you've got all these boxes on the wall and, you know, the bank staff give you they have one they have one key and you have another key you open them at the same time and you pull out your box and then you go into a little private room where you can access your box and put stuff in and take stuff out etc so that's a bit of fun as well um, and yes they could get robbed as well um, 
but you know I think they're a little bit safer than uh, uh, my my house would be you know they've got I'm sure they've got better alarms than than I've got and they've got you know stronger systems and I've got and time locks and all that sort of stuff so you know it would take a, a crack team of thieves to get in there uh, but anyway you know nothing's 100% safe anywhere you know anywhere could get broken into but I think it's safer there now the last reason is that insurance now uh, if you've got them in your house then you say well I've got household insurance if you've got household insurance now in my days in financial services a lot of people didn't have financial didn't have any uh, household insurance they just forgot about it or they had buildings insurance not household insurance and if they did have household insurance they were usually vastly underinsured which meant that if they had a claim you know they're not fully covered and what insurance look at what insurance companies look at is the valuable items on your insurance cover so if you've got uh, a house and it's got say you know fifteen thousand pounds worth of contents um let, let's let's take a big say thirty thousand pound worth of contents and that that includes your furniture your carpets and everything in there that you know if that had to be replaced that would cost that much you know your fridges and freezers and white goods and all that stuff so those are your contents kitchen units and that sort of thing so um now out of those uh, uh, contents they'll ask you how much of that is your valuable items now these are items like gold jewelry diamonds etc and you know, if those valuable items exceed a certain percentage of the overall contents, then they're going to want to charge you a bit extra. And for, quite rightly, because it's a higher risk. So they'll look at your higher risk items. So a lot of people have got contents policies that might only cover them for, say, 15 or 20,000 pounds. And out of that, you know, 10,000 of that is one watch or uh, some diamonds or some gold coins they've bought, you know. So in effect they're not really fully covered because the insurance company on a claim would come back and say well hold on you know you didn't tell us that you had this or that um you didn't tell us that you you know you had so many high risk items because if you did we would have either charged you more or we would have perhaps declined to cover you because you know it's, it's a high risk item they would also ask you uh if you if you've got a lot of valuables they're going to ask you well, have you got an alarm system have you got window locks have you got this they'll put all sorts of conditions in there to make sure that you know your, your home is is adequately protected and these conditions if you break them it may um, negate your cover altogether they might say well no sorry um, you didn't have the window locks that the, there it is in the small print for everyone to see or you didn't have an alarm system or you know you didn't renew the the cover with that alarm company and you know therefore your, your property was not adequately covered or you haven't got a five lever double barrel lock on your front door all these things come into play and, and believe me you know I've worked in the business when it comes to a, a claim the insurance companies will look to find a way of not paying sorry insurance guys but that, that that's a fact I've been there with uh, what they call loss assessors and they're there to assess losses and, and, and say well hold on you know you didn't tell us that you didn't tell us that other thing about jewelry uh, as one of my clients found to his cost he was a Middle Eastern guy. Uh, he had a lot of jewellery and gold, and he, he used to buy that in the Middle East. He'd buy it in Dubai, Egypt, and that sort of thing, and bring it into the country. He said it's much cheaper. It's better gold. It's got higher percentage, higher uh, content of gold, and etc., etc. And he was showing me all this stuff. Great, you know. Then he got broken into, 
Uh, he had a flat in Chelsea, as it, as it happens, got broken into. They took all this stuff. And when the insurance companies came down to see him, uh, they said, yes, you've declared how much you've got, blah, blah, blah. And they said, where, where did you buy this jewellery? Now, he didn't have receipts for it. He had photographs of it. And he said he bought it in the Middle East. They said, well, when you brought it into the country, did you declare that you, you know, did you pay duty on it and declare it? He said, well, no, I mean, we just wore it. You know, we bought it and wore it. And, and then they did another trip and we bought some more and wore it. Anyway, long and the short of it, they said, well, technically, we don't have to pay out for that. And, uh, you know, he was up in arms. I've paid this insurance premium. Well, he paid a year, I think. And he was claiming for something like £10,000. It was a genuine uh, break-in and burglary, etc. Um, but the, to, to cut a long story short, what they said is, look, we don't have to technically even pay for this. You're underinsured anyway, uh, because he, he hadn't really added it all up properly and, and put the, the, the percentage of valuables that he had against the percentage of, uh, you know, stuff that nobody would steal, like steal a sofa. Um, so and in the end, they cut his claim down, basically. They said, well, you know, you're claiming 10,000. I think they paid him out 6,000, something like that. And, and he took it. Uh, he couldn't really argue. Uh, it was a large insurance company. I, I think they were, on, you know, on balance, they were quite fair with him. Uh, had it been uh, a small company or some of these lawyers underwriters, they might have just you know, thrown out the claim. So you've got to be very careful. So that's another reason why it's a good idea to keep, you know, your Rolex, your diamonds, your jewellery, your, your, you know, your wife or girlfriend's diamond bracelets or whatever. Keep them in, in these boxes. And uh, it, when you also on insurance, just one more point is that when you take them outside and you, you're using them, you should have what's called all risks cover. All risks cover. Now, that's something you might see on insurance policies. It means that you're covered against any risk in or outside the home. Now, if you if you look at your policies, you're normally covered for fire and theft and that sort of thing in, in, in the home. But if you're wearing that diamond bracelet or that Rolex outside and someone steals it or you lose it, um, then you're not covered because that happened outside. Uh, so you want to have a certain element of all risk cover on, on your, your basic home insurance policy. Um, and, and what you're, you're doing is giving yourself a higher chance of being able to claim on the policy because if you just took the very very basic policy yeah they'll take your money but you know you've got less chance of being able to claim when things go wrong so it's a bit of a gamble you pay a bit extra to have all risk cover because the chances are things are going to get lost outside and and you're going to lose things on holiday you're going to get god forbid if they get stolen you know your bag gets stolen that, that goes um, that's more likely to happen outside uh, laptops included and, and phones and that sort of thing. So that, that's something to bear in mind on insurance. Always read the policies, always try and take advice, always uh, ask questions. Uh, when you're on the phone arranging these policies, they're asking you a thousand questions. Uh, you've got to listen to all the small print that they read out to you. I know it's boring, but you've got to ask them questions as well or read the policies before you, you take them out. And th th that's, that's my insurance tip for the day. And the other tip is think about safe deposit boxes if you have you know, valuables that you need to store away. It's, I, I think it's much safer. Anyway, this has been Money Kelly, bringing you money tips to help you save and make more money. Have a great day ahead.